Hello and welcome to In at Break, a discussion on all things education. You can call me Mr B. I teach sport and business in a further education college. And I'm Mr T and I'm a primary school teacher. Each week one of us is going to ask the other a question about education. It might be serious, it might be silly, but we'll give you our take on it. We're going to decide who asks the question with a good old-fashioned coin toss. I'll flip it and you call it. Here we go. All right. Call it, sucker. Heads. It is tails, and you'll just oh have to take my word for it. That would have been that would have been a three that would have been a three episode streak as well. How do you think teachers should be assessed, or do you think teachers should be actually assessed at how effective they are at their jobs? Because we're not really assessed that much, are mm. we? So how do you think we should be assessed? Do you think we should be assessed? What standards do you think we should be held accountable to? What metrics do you think should be measured? And why? That's good. That's a good question. Let me, let me like the first thought that came to my mind, and I would never name them <laughs> or even hint at who it could possibly be, but I have worked with some terrible teachers, not necessarily in my like exact year group, but in my... Um, like in my school that I was at. And the thing that sucks is that you get known. There are teachers that are known by every other teacher as being a bad teacher. Oh, man. So, <laughs> so those, those people tend to get passed around as like, a, we need to fill a gap this year so this person can come in. All right, this year we need to fill a gap with this person. This person can come in. So those people do get kind of like handed around <laughs> and kind of like shifted uh, you know, like the you know, like the whales at um, at Sea World when they kill someone and they get just moved to another Sea World just so we don't have to deal with it. That's the vibe. <laughs> That's the just, vibe. Just let's nurse them to retirement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, um, and I think that the reason, and, and by the way, I've had conversations with senior leadership about these teachers, and they are well aware that they are shit. They are well aware, right? So. My question then would be, why are we still, why have we still got these people employed if we are aware of the fact that they are awful? So the first thing is that it's very hard to fire a teacher because of kind of what you're saying. Yeah. It's very difficult to fire a teacher because the problem is that it's, it's very difficult to have an objective metric that we are going to, uh, object like, you know, accurately report on how much this person has learned. You know, an exam doesn't do everything equally permanently marking in the moment doesn't do everything because it's hard to know what they've retained. It's very difficult for people who aren't teachers. What what at least I've had in the two experiences that I've had, I'm imagining that you're having a similar situation, Mr. B, in that I get observed. Um, it's normally, I think normally once a term at my old school i don't know what it is in this school because of covid observations were kind of put out the window because you couldn't cross bubbles um yeah yeah but in my old school it was once every term you would be observed by senior leadership who would then give you formal feedback on the lesson and kind of go through exactly what they liked and what they didn't like problem with that is there are some things that you will pick up that is just like objectively good right so like so as in the feedback will be good so they'll say hey just so you know when you're doing joined up handwriting when you have a contraction you don't you don't join up the letters 
with the apostrophe. You don't join up the letters. You, you leave a gap between the two. Okay, that's cool. That's good to know because that's handwriting policy and that's something that I wouldn't naturally know. However, there are other times where like a teacher might just have a completely different style to you. And so it might be, you know, I, I come in and they, they watch me teach. And in my opinion, I did very well. And my kids are loving it because my kids know what I'm like. And then they've come out and gone, God, like you haven't got very good control over your kids. Whereas actually, uh-huh. I've just developed a place where, um, you know, the kids just ha- I feel comfortable to kind of express themselves and kind of I can I can manage the energy. That's not any bit of feedback I've ever had, by the way, but that's just an example, right? The other problem that you get with this is that a lot of the time people who are on senior leadership are people who haven't taught for years, right? Yeah. So the head teacher, she might be someone who, or I shouldn't say she, they could just be someone who, um, you know, just uh, they, they haven't taught for 10 years. So if you've only observed for the last 10 years, it's very difficult for you to improve your practice by observing, right? Agreed. You know, like yeah. there's a reason why Olympic swimmers don't just sit there and watch videos watch of people Olympic swimming swimmers. and go, bloody hell, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> I reckon I'd give, let me jump in. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So I think that it, it, the question basically is, is, is very good in that I don't actually know how you would ever accurately and fairly um, assess a teacher in terms of what they're doing. The problem that we have right now as well is that a lot of the time teachers are assessed based off of the outcomes of the year. So, Mm. um, you know, okay, you need to get 80% of your class to expect it or else we can't give you a raise at the end of this year. The problem with that, obviously, is one, it's a massive conflict of interest because now if I'm a teacher and I'm raising a family and I'm like, oh, shit, that extra 300 quid a year would be really useful. I'm going to suddenly start upping everybody's grades without necessarily thinking that they are that level. So all of my people who are like, oh, they're kind of there. Maybe I could just move them up and get away with it. I'll just do that because it means I get a raise. So you can't do it off of attainment. You can't do it out of outcomes and grades at the end of a year because that's fucked. Um, And it ends up going backwards. And then equally, observations seem a bit wrong as well because you're only really getting like a snippet of uh, what they're getting. And also the problem, and again, this is another problem in itself. Observations normally are, are arranged ahead of time. I will come into you at this point in this lesson to come and see you. And you do that to put the teacher at ease yeah. because, the, you know, SLT, senior leadership, SLT, don't want to come in and uh, don't want to come in and rattle their teachers. They don't want a place where you feel like you're constantly being watched. And so it's easier to put them at ease. But then with that, if I'm savvy, if I'm shit, but I'm kind of savvy, I can go, right, cool. I just got to have one amazing lesson where they come in. Yeah, and then that the Ofsted repre- lesson. Yeah, exactly. You bust out your Ofsted lesson and then you go, wow, look at me. I'm an outstanding teacher. And it, it's, it's not really fair. If it was up to me, if I had, if I had my choice, I would, um, I would have a lot more emphasis on feedback from the kids. Mm. And hearing from them, how have you found it? I would also have a lot more emphasis on uh, kind of like parent feedback, not necessarily to the same level of uh, kind of weight within how we're going to assess this teacher, but just to get a bigger picture. Um, I, instead of having an assessment of someone sitting in the room, I would um, 
I would have a camera set up somewhere in the room at the back or somewhere off to the side and have it basically record each individual lesson with the idea that then that camera will like, even if you're super aware of it, that camera will eventually be taken away and someone can look at it. But even then the thing is like, it's easy for me to say that, but I'm someone that doesn't get bothered by observations. The way I see it is the classroom is like my house. So if you want to come into my house and watch me, that's fine. I'm going to do it the way that I teach. So the pressure's on you to keep up with me. The pressure's not on me to figure out a way to make you happy with my lesson. Mm. My lesson's going to be good. Can you keep up with me? Can you make sure that you are a good enough teacher to focus on what I'm doing and be better than what I'm going to be because really ultimately if you're coming in to observe me that's what you're saying what you're saying is I'm a better teacher than you and I'm going to give you a bit of feedback cool keep up then motherfucker because I'm coming out swinging like I, I come into those observations like absolute kill or be killed mentality and you know um that's just how I deal with it I suppose that's just my coping mechanism but I know that there are other teachers who absolutely lose sleep over observations they're like oh shit on Monday I'm being observed and that's the weekend ruined <laughs> So, you know, I guess it depends. What, what have your experiences been in terms of like how you've been assessed? Because obviously you're also one year behind me in terms of like how long you've been teaching. Well, but... I'm, I'm actually getting observed on Tuesday. Okay, right. So how uh, are you feeling about that? Are you the type to be worried? Fine. Uh, my only concern was I was originally going to be doing a theory lesson and I was looking over kind of, what we have left to teach this year before we do predicted grades. And I realized actually I have quite a lot more practical work that okay. I need to get done. So what I had planned for a theory lesson to be observed is now going to be scrapped and we're going to do a practical one. And the practical one really is kind of my world that I live in. Like it's, you know, so anyone that comes in to observe it, unless they're, unless they're someone who has an extremely high level kind of coaching background, they're really not going to be able to <laughs> kind of critique it so much. Yeah, right. Um, because there'll be a lot of stuff that goes on that they wouldn't necessarily, because coaching and teaching are very different things. Sure. Um, and this is, this is almost what I mean, right? Someone's coming in to critique you. Is there anybody, like, without naming names or anything, is there anybody at your college who you would honestly feel like, yeah, you know what? Those guys have got coaching on me. They uh, absolutely have got me pegged. Oh, what? No, 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 not not with not with like sports coaching experience. No one at all. Right. Um, there there are some who have coached, um, and they've taught for a long time, and I would be intrigued as their feedback. But it would be more of an exchange of equals rather than a superior telling a someone sure. they're, they're in charge of what to improve on so it'll be quite interesting i, I realize i've just come across as monstrously arrogant there but like it's kind of, <laughs> no, it's, it's, kind of it's, just, it's fair it's just a bit of a true reflection really uh on so on tuesday um i'm going to be dealing with the level two group and we're going to be doing lots of work on um observation and communication in a live match situation mm -hmm. and so um an awful lot of it is designed around you play a certain amount of time, then the whistle goes and everyone has to stand in place. And then as the teacher and the coach, I'm right there in front of one select pupil saying, who is where on the court? What are you going to do? What is the most likely event that's going to happen here, here and here? Yeah. And then turning to another 
player and being like, right, wh- where were you going and what were you going to do? And seeing if they match up and trying to teach them that they, they actually have more time and space than they think. Now, that's a concept that's completely grounded in coaching theory and sports practice. But equally, I have to try and teach these students these concepts. So I have to use teaching um, theory to try and get it across. Right. And so if they're going to critique me on the teaching theory, that's amazing because that'll help me loads because I'm I'm not a very experienced teacher. But if they're going to tell me that was bad coaching practice, it'll be like, well, <laughs> it's going to be on. That's that's not really your field. So critique, and that's what's really interesting is can they critique the teaching and not the coaching, or will they be tempted to critique the coaching? Yeah, sure. I mean, if they and, if they try, right. it's going to be ridiculous. But it's but it, that. That almost in itself is or is another point, isn't it? In that certain teachers will have certain strengths. Like my my behavior management in my classroom is permanently like the thing that is like held up. Oh, Mister T, if you want to, if you want behavior management sorted out, go see him. Like he he he's got it pegged. Go watch the way that he is with his kids. That's great, and that's really nice that I've got that. But then it doesn't it does that doesn't necessarily make me a better teacher or any in any place to comment on anybody else's teaching across the board it just means that i've got a couple strategies that have worked for me and also the thing is as well with that is if you come in and critique me or i or let's say it's flip it around let's say that i was the person going in to critique somebody else my strategies might not even work for you because I'm very energetic and I'm all over the place and I like the girls to be able to speak out and kind of have a chance to be involved and have a conversation and be creative and go nuts, right? That's great for me. But I know other people who are very much like, nope, we're in class, we focus, we sit down, we get on with it. And that's not necessarily wrong. It's a very old school approach. It's very old school. And it's not the way I would like to teach or that's not necessarily the way that I would like to learn. But I don't feel like right now, yet, I'm in a place where I can go in and just like pick them apart and say, this is, this is not the way to teach because it is, it tends to, it does tend to be older people who do that kind of style of come in, sit down, here's the work, you get on with it, focus, high level, high standards type deal. Whereas I feel like the newer teachers, the new generation that are coming up are much more about like creativity and much more about uh, kind of, I mean, again, to go back to it, like growth mindset, mental awareness, and just kind of being like, hey, none of this really matters. Don't worry about it. Just fucking cross it out. Who cares if there's a bit of a mistake in your work? Doesn't matter. Just go. So then the other thing, just to take that, so we know that like we're not massive fans of teachers being assessed via observation then. And I I agree with you. I'm, I'm not, I'm not not wholeheartedly on board with it i i accept that we should be observed yeah yeah, yeah. um but i don't think it's the answer from assessment uh, from an assessment point of view i also don't think we're kind of i mean you find a teacher that says they've got loads of time <laughs> yeah in sure. the week and i'll probably find you a teacher who's not actually teaching <laughs> yeah. um time is something that most people are short on so i don't know that exams are the right way forward I don't know that that would be kind of like exams for teachers. Yeah, exactly. Like a continuing continuing education exam. Could you imagine? That would do. That would be horrific. So I know that we we basically get. We need people to get into teaching. (laughs) We need people to come in. That's imagine if it's like, hey, by the way, once a year, 
you've got an exam to take. If you fuck it up, you're out. Oh, but how, how many, how many, uh, how many good teachers would go as a result of that? Because maybe they're they're not in it for that, or they're just not great at taking exams. And how many shit teachers would survive because they're <laughs> shit teachers, exams. but they're really good at taking exams? Dude, let me let me just for people who aren't from the UK um, and for people that don't aren't into teaching, this is this is a good example of ways that we are trying to move away from this kind of stuff there used to be a um there used to be a skills test that you had to take to become a qualified teacher which was english and maths which what that was was two exams um that were about gcse level english and maths right so regardless of whether or not you got an a star in maths and english you're still retaking this you have to have this passed before you got into a uni course that was the deal so they it used to be that if you failed that three times you would then not be allowed to take it again for another i think it was like two years so it was like it was like no joke it was it was it was a serious thing and i had to revise but someone who's never had to revise in their life not because i'm smart but because i'm lazy i have to i had to revise to to get these tests right and <laughs> i could totally see a lot of people who weren't as motivated as me to get into teaching to go oh fuck it man i'm not doing any more revision Three days of revision was enough. This is too hard. I'm going to go and do something else. It doesn't involve me having to do this exam. So they got rid of the exams. You don't have to do those skill tests anymore. Wrong. To, to I had to. No, I yeah, you do now, but I don't think you yeah. do now. I think it's gone. Oh, really? I was going to say, I had to earlier uh, for, for my Sir Ed, I had to take it. Take it. I was Wait, like, when did you have to do it? Uh, this would have been a year ago, nearly. Like, just under a year ago, yeah. Huh. Okay, maybe I'm wrong then. I th I was told at university that they were. They oh were no, it's, it's probably it probably is like it's probably different for like a PGC or something like that. But it was strange. Yeah, I had to do it. I was like, really? I okay, fine. Like, I mean, cool. Whatever Which is fine else. for you because you're mad smart. But I'm saying like for the for your average folk, <laughs> your average dum dum to come along and go, hello, <laughs> how do I take this? But I guess the point is you don't want those average dum dums so, teaching your kids. So we're not for observation and we're not for exams. <laughs> next thing, the next thing is we're assessed on our CPD log, our continuing professional development log. Okay. And we're supposed to log 70 hours of CPD a year. Now, well, <clears throat> well outside how, of school time, how we log those hours is in like, we include our um, teacher training days. They, they get included. And then we're provided with lots and lots of, or maybe it's 35, it's 35 hours of CPD a year. <clears throat> um, yeah, and we're expected to do that. That covers our teacher training days. And in our teacher training days, we're expected to take quite a lot of free CPDs, everything from like, you can get a certificate in how to use uh, Google Drive um, right the way through to like taking free open university courses over the space of a number of months or whatever yeah but the only record you have to have with with this is a piece of like a, a saved document on the shared drive that says i am so and so this is my cpd for the year <laughs> and you you write down what you did and what you thought of it and when you did it and how, how many hours it's worth <clears throat> so I ended up doing 210 hours of CPD last year and I'm at 95 hours of CPD this year. Right. But I've seen some of the CPD logs from some of my colleagues and they're <laughs> like, they're like eight hours over the last two years. Right. And it's like, so that's not even checked. 
so like a continuing professional development log that's not even checked and i mean do you have to do cpd with with your yeah work? yeah everywhere i've been i mean it's not like you're required to have a certain amount logged but um cpd is like basically i've i've yet to be at a school where they haven't pushed for you to do cpd i think it looks bad for them if you don't do it anyway but also like they're also keen to have good teachers. So they want to make sure that you are pushing yourself. The problem is that as well, is that you sometimes get put on CPD that's just like, I don't want this. I'm not yep. interested in this. So Ooh, I would much yeah. rather be doing something. Yeah, right? So I don't need to have a four-hour training on how to talk to your LA effectively. What I want to have a four-hour training on is like, how do children learn to read at a young age? That would be a great one for me to see and for me to really properly get my teeth into. Or, you know, um, what is an effective way to teach special needs children about number value? Thank how do you. I do that? That's, that's exactly it. We get, we get um, just on an aside, we're given an industry day once a year, like yeah. where we're expected to go back out into industry and top up our vocational skills. <laughs> I'm like, Fuck it. I, I just said earlier on today, I said, I'm going to go to um, send our send department yeah. this year and say, actually, I teach a lot of kids with uh, additional learning needs. Can I please spend a day shadowing your department to That's kind of so good, gain man. a bit more of an understanding? Because I don't need to, like, yes, sport evolves and it changes and everything like that. But I'm not teaching at like the highest level. I'm not like sure. trying to prepare someone for the Champions League or for an Olympic final. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to teach them the difference between their arse and their elbow. Um, <laughs> I don't need to go back into industry for a full day to do that. But I do sure. need to go into part of my new industry to figure out how the fuck I teach. I'm still <laughs> trying to work that out. Yeah, sure. And there are no exams that I can pass that make me good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. But I guess so, in, in, in relation to your question, I don't necessarily think that you could take CPD hours or even any CPD as a as a um as like an objective way to get so basically like the more that I'm sat here thinking about this, the more I'm thinking that realistically, if you are a good teacher, you can normally walk into a room and watch someone teach for five minutes and you'll know very quickly whether or not they're good at teaching very quickly you'll be able to sit there and you'll go they're not really there like the, the, the class isn't really engaged they're not really they don't really know their subject well enough people are asking questions and they're not able to dive really deeply on them they're not really able to follow the route that the people are taking because they don't know what they're meant to be talking about so i think that realistically as awful as this sounds and as impossible as this is i think it should just be like a sniff test of <laughs> you you get you get someone or maybe even like three people right three people that are chosen at the school by the head teacher who are current teachers who are current teachers and maybe you can bring your head teacher along with you and they come along they conduct some interviews with some children that you teach Maybe they get a chance to speak to a couple of parents at the end of the day and they observe maybe three lessons. So maybe they observe one lesson each, right? With the idea that they should, in theory, come out and say, all right, 
here's what I saw in my lesson. You know, they had control of the class. They seemed like they were on it. They seemed like they were ticking a lot of the teacher's standards. Although I don't actually think the teacher's standards is that important of a thing to worry about. So uh, that's a whole other thing. Um, the I think that, like, realistically, if you can come into a room and watch someone teach for a little bit, speak to the kids and speak to some of the parents you can kind of get a, a rough idea of sort of what you're expecting from them and then use that as a form like because but you, but what, you, what would be important there is you have to have three people who are protected in that they're going to come in and watch you and then they're going to go off they are going to they're going to discuss their feedback and it is going to be completely anonymous they're going to come in in balaclavas and watch you no not even necessarily like they're anonymous but like their feedback is completely anonymous you don't uh, hear like oh yeah jane from year two said that you're shit but don't worry because terry from year five he reckons you're all right at teaching but sometimes your behavior say, is just, i have this bad vibe about like balaclava <laughs> observers in class i don't think they that, come I in wearing I, a mask like a that full, might like, rattle <laughs> your like your students slightly you know, like michael myers from uh from uh halloween where he's got the big stupid white mask on he's sat there like who could this be (laughs) yeah Yeah, Um, so basically like that's that's the only way that i would realistically have any faith or stock in these assessments because as you said it's almost impossible to fire a teacher it is impossible man misconduct but then we're judged certainly where i work we're judged on achievement rates yeah and you know, COVID has fucked education this year. And there's going to be a lot of students who don't complete the year because we haven't had the time. And that's fine for certain qualifications because we're doing teacher assessed grades and, you know, we can give them a a grade that will reflect where their ability might truly lie. But I teach some students who are on licensed to practice courses where they have to meet certain industry standards. Sure. And some of them just aren't able to manage the workload because we don't have, we haven't had the time on site with them to do all the work. We've been doing a lot online. And as yeah. you know, online teaching is you know, successful to a certain degree, but not all the way there. So achievement rates will be down. And so likely my achievement is going to be much less than it was last year when we had teacher assessed grades for everything. Um, and we didn't have any license to practice stuff that we had yeah. to worry about. So my achievement rates will be down and they'll probably say, right, Mr. B, you're a shit teacher. How are we going to fix this? <laughs> and that's, that's fine. I can, I can appreciate that if they're going to market on achievement rates, that's, that's great. But, you know, again, is that, does that really say whether you're a good teacher or not? Um, no, because the there's a lot of things. Yeah. There's a lot of things that you can't quantify with a, an achievement rate. They're actually important stuff to learn. Um, and then I'm actually a big fan of the idea that you should be assessed based on the feedback from the kids. Um, but then that's also flawed because, you know, I'm yeah. relatively goofy. I swear a lot and I do quite a fun practical subject. Uh, so an awful lot of my students quite like me. Um, but then the ones who don't like me, really don't like me because they see i'm a bit of a stickler for like respect or yeah sure stuff like that and so i'm not going to win them over they're going to give me bad feedback no matter what um and i probably deserve some of that bad feedback as well 
but equally some of them are little turd burgers and yeah oh I, god I, you're so right because you're gonna end up in like a weird popularity contest and it's exactly. not about them liking you it's about you being a good teacher exactly. jesus christ so where do we go i don't know and this is this is it we've got like three entire... people is the answer we get our three people in don't uh, talk to the kids don't talk to parents factor. And what it is X Factor. <laughs> you get the golden buzzer. You get to keep your job. <laughs> you're out. Three crosses. You're gone. See you later. Teacher's Enjoy. Got, teacher's got talent. Enjoy the job line. <laughs> yeah. Well, I don't know. Like, God, that's such a difficult question because I normally I at least have an idea of like, well, maybe we could try this, but I don't even have anything. I honestly so, don't. Guys, anyone who's listening, please. <laughs> exactly. Please. Yeah, this is, it. This is it. it. If you're listening to us and you have a feasible answer for the broken british education system and how we educate people and how we assess the educators please tell us because we don't have a fucking clue right now <laughs> two teachers sat here going and basically it was half an hour of, i don't know dude oh maybe this no that's not gonna work <laughs> no, that's not gonna work yeah exactly right yeah anyone please also especially people from other countries like how are you done although specifically there's a person who is almost every single time the first person to listen to our episodes. You live in France. Um, I can't pronounce where you're from. But yeah, you. <laughs> you're always first. Tell us. Who What's are the you? Secret? Yeah. <gasps> There's also like a little pocket in Chepstow. Is that right? In Wales? Chepstow? Oh, okay. Yeah, you guys. Killing the game. You're always in there quick. Thank you. Yeah. Let us know how... <laughs> How do we do this? Teach us to teach. Um, have you got from the classroom this week? Um, let me have a, just a quick think. Otherwise, I have I have a vague I have a I have a short from the classroom I can give if you prefer. Yeah, go for it. Go for it. If you got one. So this is a story, folks, of outrage, like just complete injustice. Um, and it would have it would have slipped under the radar. People wouldn't have known about this if I hadn't if someone hadn't just let it slip in a meeting. And uh, just before we broke for the Easter holidays, I was in a meeting with um, my director uh, of my whole kind of curriculum area and uh, her kind of assistant and. And I was like, yeah, you know, like, cool. Like, have a great, um, have a great Easter. Like, enjoy your Easter eggs. And they're like, oh yeah, you too. Like, we hear the students like chipped in and got you guys all an egg. I was like, what? <laughs> what? what? Was like, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. We we heard like we heard the students in your first year group like chipped in and got everyone an Easter egg. I was like, no, what? Hmm? Excuse me. <laughs> Where's this egg? I was like, East, what? No. And it turns out, by the time I got back to the office, my three colleagues had left already for the Easter break. Right. I wondered why they'd been so kind of skittish earlier in the day. And we're like, yeah, we'll see you later. If you're not around, Mr. B, we'll see you later. Um, I was like, yeah, cool, guys. I've just got to pop up to the office. I'll be back in like five, ten minutes. Oh, no, no, we'll be out for that. Turns out one of the year groups that all of us teach had bought the three of them easter eggs and not me <laughs> Why? and then it turns out actually that out of the four of us in the office uh 
we teach level one, level two, and level three. Yeah. And all four of us teach on the level one. <laughs> three, of, three of us teach on the level two. Yeah. And then we split off and two and two teach on the level three provisions that we have. Um, so it turns out a student wanders in with uh, three Easter eggs. Says, oh, hi, yeah, hi. I've brought Easter eggs in for you guys. Oh, happy Easter. And put them down on the table. And my colleague who teaches the level ones but does not teach on the level twos, which I do. I teach <laughs> on the level twos. Oh, that's awesome. And took my fucking Easter egg. Right, it's on. It's thinking war. he was thinking he was teaching that group. I was like, first of all, first of all, why didn't you check? Second of all, how can you not know that you don't teach that kid? <laughs> yeah. like, they're not in any of your classes. How do you not understand that you don't teach that kid? And third of all, why did the other two not tell me what was going on? <laughs> that so, was yeah. some Lord of the Flies shit, man. Some they looked at each other like, right, I'm taking this. I'm fighting for myself. Fucking <laughs> asshole took my Easter egg and just and just left with it. No word of apology. And when I raised it in our WhatsApp group, all I got was a laughing emoji. I was like, <laughs> you, so fucking, you know what? That's it. We're fucking done. We're so done. <laughs> that's We're so great, done. Man. That's so messed yeah, up. So, that's and... horrific for him to take that. And also, yeah, like you said, like how would you not recognize the kid? Like, I don't teach you. Yeah. Absolute <laughs> bastard. So, yeah, I'm I'm outraged. Absolutely outraged. Total injustice. No, that's, that's ridiculous. Horrible. It is war now, right? So what are you going to do? You're going to start, like, taking their tea every day, walk out with their mug, take their mouse from their computer and just be like, and just leave a leave like a you know like how the Joker leaves like a Joker card. Just leave a little laughing face emoji on their desk. Um, I know that like last time round, my favorite activity to get them was to remove the rollerball from their mouse. <laughs> Why are they still using a mouse? Um, because we're uh, but then but then I can't do that this year because the computer is upgraded and they've got an infrared mouse. Thank God. Um. So my other thing is to just change the language on their computer because they're <laughs> technologically illiterate. Um, and then <clears throat> uh, the other thing is to <laughs> basically cling film their desk drawers shut. Um, <laughs> like just round, use an entire round of cling film all the way around and around and around. Um, so I'm preparing to go in early. Uh, for first day back so i can get them back so in some way it, yeah but i'm 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 genuinely outraged that they would just just take it it was just such like surely you go three eggs four of us what gives oh yeah. wait i don't teach in that group maybe it's not for me no no not just oh oh an easter egg oh uh, oh how lovely it must be for me i'm a big fucking bumbling idiot i'll just take <laughs> it and eat it Fuck. <laughs> right <laughs> dying inside <laughs> from lack of sugar <laughs> no 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 not even that just rage <laughs> just bubbling over with just rage permanently there. <laughs> guys thank you so much for checking out please if you know how to assess <gasps> teachers let us know because <laughs> <Yeah>. we don't <laughs> cheers guys see you in a bit 
Thank you so much for checking out another episode of In at Break. We are everywhere. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and pretty much every podcasting app there is. So if we are not on your regular app, have a look at some other podcasting apps to see if you can find the next episode. If you have any questions for us at all, please send them to in at break at gmail.com. It's great to hear from you. We really, really get a buzz from it. And also it's where we get our questions for the hands up episodes, which come up once per term. Make sure you send them directly to in at break at gmail.com. Thank you.